Wall and super excited for yet another episode of the Canadian Space Society podcast. I'm your host, Mahima Kapoor, and I'm very excited about this particular episode because it's not very often that you get to speak to a role model or an idol of yours um, and get to chat with them about their experiences. Uh, so today we have on our podcast, Dr. Dave Williams. He is a Canadian physician, public speaker, CEO, and the author of Defying Limits and a retired CSA astronaut. He has performed three spacewalks, uh, becoming the third Canadian to perform a spacewalk and also setting the Canadian record for the total number of spacewalks. He's a member of the Canadian Aviation Hall of Fame, has five honorary degrees and several other awards. Most recently, he was appointed the Order of Canada and the Order of Ontario. If this doesn't excite you, I really don't know what will. So without further ado, I would like to welcome on our podcast, very special Dave Williams. Hi, Dave. Uh, thanks for being on the Canadian Space Society podcast today. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. And thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so this episode is very interesting because we're interviewing Canadians in space and um, we're doing one episode monthly, uh, interviewing a new person who's doing something exciting in space. And you've been doing um, exciting stuff in space for quite a while now. So I, so I want to know a little bit more about your backstory and how you got interested. So one of the first questions um, that I would like to ask you is, what got you interested in space uh, in your formative years? Was it something that you read? Was it um, something that you watched? Was it something that you were influenced by your parents? Um, so what got you interested um, in space uh, in the first place? Well, like so many astronauts, the dream of flying in space started for me when I was seven years old. And I watched Alan Shepard lift off the first American to go into space. It was on a black and white television. Truly remarkable. But in those days, I was told that it was impossible to be a Canadian astronaut because we didn't actually have an astronaut program. We were the third country in the world to send satellites into space, but we didn't have astronauts. Today, we do have an astronaut program. And what's so exciting is there might be somebody out there in Canada who listens to this podcast dreaming of becoming the next generation Canadian astronaut and for them we do have an astronaut program it's something that people can apply to and hopefully people will have their dreams come true and uh, somebody who's listening right now might become the next generation of Canadian to fly in space yeah absolutely and that's the whole aim of our uh, podcast here is to hopefully uh, you know listen to your narrative and hopefully it will inspire some of the young people out there uh, to kind of you know live their dreams and know that this is a possibility for them um, so I find that a lot of, uh, you know, your, your story is really uh, invested in the experiences that you went through and, and all the missions that you went on. So you've been on several unique uh, NASA missions, um, NeuroLab and, and NEMO and, and some other ones as well. Um, so which would you say has been your most fulfilling experience and why? I've been very lucky to have had two space flights, two underwater missions. There's no such thing as a bad mission. Any mission is a fantastic mission. But of all my experiences that I've had, you know, flying in space and living and working underwater, the most memorable was the second spacewalk that I did on STS-118, my second space flight. And on that spacewalk, I had a chance to ride on the end of the Canada arm, a really proud moment for me as a Canadian astronaut with the Canadian flag on the left shoulder of my space suit, riding on this icon 
icon of Canadian space technology. It was an absolutely incredible experience. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And speaking about spacewalks, what would you say is the most important thing to remember during a spacewalk? Well, I've been very fortunate. Uh, I had a chance to do three spacewalks and hold the Canadian record. And really the most important thing to remember when you're doing a spacewalk is that it's very, very easy to get going in space and very hard to stop. And the reason why that's so important is it's totally opposite to the way we train underwater at the Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory, where it's very hard to get going and very easy to stop. So that's actually a little bit of negative training that we get in the NBL. The rest of the training is fantastic, but that's the one single most important thing to remember when you're out doing a spacewalk for real. It's very, very easy to get going and very hard to stop. Okay, that's some great advice uh, for anyone that's going to be doing any spacewalks uh, soon. Um, so, okay, the next question that I want to ask you is, what is one space problem that you would love to solve or that you would love to see solved um, within your lifetime? You know, I think we're at a really important point in the future of human space exploration. We've had astronauts permanently on board the International Space Station since the year 2000. Now we're looking beyond Earth orbit to send humans back to the moon and ultimately on to Mars. Those are going to be really, really exciting missions. But we have two broad categories of significant challenges. One is the radiation exposure that those crew members will be experiencing on those missions. And the second is the length of time that it will take to go from one place to another. So, for instance, a mission to Mars going from the Earth to Mars is roughly a six to seven month experience. And hopefully we'll be able to develop the next generation of propulsion systems that'll help us travel farther and get there faster with the next generation of radiation shielding that'll lower our exposure to radiation in that transit time period. Yes, absolutely. So now one of the other things I want to ask you um, is switching gears a little bit to looking at your life here on Earth. We know about your achievements uh, out in space and your records, but what does your average day look like here on Earth when you're working as a CEO of Elite Biosystems um, and working in, in space med and uh, looking at, you know, new technologies that we could potentially use um, out in space. So tell us a little bit about your average day. So right now, I'm really excited to be the CEO of Leap uh, Biosystems, and we're focusing on developing the next generation of medical technology to enhance the autonomy of crew medical officers in space. So it's a wide range of activities. Some days we're uh, having virtual meetings. Other days I'm searching for grant application forms, funding application forms. Another day we might be having a session on WebEx or some other platform like Zoom where we're talking about the new technologies that we're going to be developing. So we're still very much an entrepreneurial startup. However, the future is exciting. And I think traditionally the Canadian space sector has focused on the development of technologies, whether that's satellite technologies, remote sensing capabilities, or robotic technologies. And now we're hoping to extend the sector into this exciting area of space medicine, looking at the type of technology we're gonna need to enhance that autonomy of crew medical officers to give them the tools that they require to deliver medical care pretty far away from the Earth, whether it's on a mission to Mars or whether it's in a Martian habitat or potentially on a lunar habitat, we need that capability for the future. Absolutely. And while we're talking about Canadians in space and the Canadian space sector, what do you think is the greatest challenge uh, or barrier that you see in Canadian space that 
if we overcome it, um, will be great for Canadian space in general. You know, I think some of the barriers depend on the type of work that you're doing, the type of research that you're interested in. But overall, access to space is something that's really critical for the space sector. And certainly from a space life science perspective, from a space medicine perspective, it'd be really exciting to see increased accessibility of the space station environment for research protocols or increased access to space beyond Earth orbit both for graduate students, but for supervisors who want to do research in space, but also to create opportunities for Canadian companies that are developing technologies that can fly in space in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now we're going to wrap up with um, a question that I've, I always like to ask um, people who've you know, achieved as much as you have. What is the number one advice that you would give to young people, uh, regardless of their industry uh, and field of interest? You know, I think the most important advice for young people is don't let others defy your dreams for you. If you look at my book, Defying Limits, and um, the experiences that I've had throughout my career, the challenges that I've faced throughout my career, becoming an astronaut for me was not a linear journey. There were lots of twists and turns and ups and downs and hurdles. And arguably, between my first and my second space flight, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was grounded totally. And I had to uh, go for surgery, recover from surgery, get my medical back as a pilot, get my medical back as an astronaut, and flew in space on my second space flight as a cancer survivor. So there's no question that resilience is something that's really important as well. Persistence, believing in your Yourself, being optimistic that things are going to work out with a lot of hard work. And I found nothing that's really worth doing is easy to do. It requires a lot of work and dedication. Yeah, absolutely. And and before we end off, I, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, your book, Defying Limits, um, and what, it, what the book really means to you and what you wish people uh, would keep in mind while they're reading the book. So I started my journey as an author by writing books for kids that talked about science, technology, engineering, and math, and the excitement of flying in space. And then from there, I uh, decided to write a memoir that focuses on space flight and my experience as an astronaut, but it also talks about what it's like being an aquanaut and being a physician and working as an emergency physician, the types of clinical things that I did before I became an astronaut and ultimately had a chance to fly in space. So it's really more more a, a, a compendium of all the experiences that I've had in my life and an opportunity to share with others that really the most important thing that we can remember is the opportunity we all have to live our legacy on a day-to-day -day basis. I remember on my second spacewalk, standing on the Canadarm, looking at the beautiful planet beneath me, this four and a half billion year old planet upon which the entire history of the human species has taken place. And I thought about the significance of my life in the context of cosmic time. And that seemed a little daunting. It, it was almost like a speck of sand on this infinite beach. And and I realized that it's not so much leaving a legacy that's important. The opportunity for all of us that's really great is to live a legacy, to celebrate the time that we have with friends and family and loved ones and live our lives to the fullest. And uh, that's really the way that uh, I've chosen to live my life. And that was really the message that I wanted to be able to share in the book. It's probably the most uplifting and inspirational message uh, that I think people could really use, especially at a time like this. Um, with the pandemic and how things are evolving. So I think that's that's an amazing message. Um, and I want to thank you so much, Dave, for being on our podcast today. It's, uh, it has been great talking to you, and I really look forward to uh, reading your book as well. Um, so any final thoughts before we conclude the podcast? 
Well, thanks very much for having me. It's been a real thrill sharing some of my experiences. I hope you enjoy the book. You can, of course, order it online from Indigo or Amazon, and uh, you can still get it during the pandemic and things. But more importantly, you know, I think it's really the podcast and what I was sharing in the book. It's all about the future and the opportunities that we can create for ourselves by pursuing our dreams. So my message for all of the listeners is to go for it, pursue your dreams with passion, and hopefully your experiences it'll all work out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. My pleasure. So there you have it, folks. That was Dave Williams. um, And it's been an absolute pleasure to interview him today. Uh, He's a true Canadian hero in every sense of the word. Uh, So I hope you found his story inspiring um, and uplifting. And I hope it inspires you to live every day to the fullest. Um, And also, don't forget to check out his book, Defying Limits, available uh, on Amazon or Indigo or whatever online platform that you use to purchase books. Uh, you can also find the audiobook and the Kindle edition online. Um, so do check it out, uh, and I hope that it inspires you, um, and I hope that it excites you most of all. So thanks, and stay tuned for uh, more exciting episodes from the Canadian Space Society. Bye. <laughs>